0: In year number four, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 279 of a yank on the footy. I'm Craig Wessels, company from Sandusky, Ohio. I am thrilled that you're listening. I'll be sitting down in just a couple moments with Mick Aussie, and we're going to be going through our tips for round 20, and looking forward to doing that. Remember, if you want to get your local footy club getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, make sure you reach out to me over at my website at Leave me a message on one of my socials, Facebook, Twitter, or X, I guess it is now being called, Instagram, LinkedIn. I love being able to highlight the clubs, uh, and today's club of the episode are the Strathmore Football Club of the Essendon District Football League. And the Moors were founded back in 1954, and they play their home games at the Lebanon Reserve in Strathmore. And we've got a couple big names that, uh, that cut their teeth with the club. Uh, 324-game Bulldog Scott West and 268-game Swan Ryan O'Keefe began their careers with the Moors. And the legendary Ray Gunston also played his junior footy with the Moors as well. Now, the club is currently offering opportunities uh, to sponsor a paver in uh, renovations that they're doing at the facility. So if you're interested in doing that, you can check out their website or their Facebook page to do that. And on the 12th of August, the club is going to be hosting their Ladies' Day with live music, food, and drink. And this weekend, the Moors are heading to the Overland Reserve to face off against the East Keeler Cougars. And I wish the best of luck to the Moors. And if I'm not mistaken... I think I know somebody that played for East Keeler, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not positive on that, but I'm pretty sure that I am. Now, it's been a uh, busy week and a half for many of you. uh, You may know that I've spoken with. My wife has been uh, out of the country. She's been playing Mary Poppins, if you will, to our nieces and uh, nephews uh, overseas in Spain. I'm recording this on Thursday morning. She's going to be coming back on Sunday and it sounds like the temperatures have been pretty toasty over there. So she's looking back, looking forward to getting back into some air conditioning here. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I'm looking forward to having a uh, a day off from work because this is going to be day nine in a row for me at my summer job. I mean, I I'm working this summer job, of course, to uh, put aside some money for my hopeful trip to, uh, to Australia next summer. That's my plan: is to is to come to Australia and. Uh, See some games in person, do some sightseeing, meet hopefully as many folks who I've engaged with over the years since I've fallen in love with this game uh, in person as well. Um, you know, and uh, I think I'm well on my way. I'm going to have to put, a, put aside some other monies and such before that's going to be finalized for sure. But, uh, but it's certainly a, a work in progress. But uh, my back is killing me. My shoulders are, I, for those of you that don't know, I did turn 60 last month, so uh, I am definitely, I'm earning every penny of this money that I'm earning right now. I, uh, I'm i sore, and I am looking forward to being off on Friday. Of course, then, Friday my day off, I have to go in for an eye exam, because my glasses are falling apart, and uh, kind of like I am. So... Before we jump into the tips for the round, I, I did want to uh, take a couple of moments just to mention that you know I've, I've, I'm not sure if it's a new fascination or a curiosity or an interest and, and it's it is what ultimately would be ultimately would be a, a bottomless um, pits not the right word, but a bottomless opportunity to explore a very unique and interesting game to me. And I've mentioned this in a previous couple of episodes. I started looking at a little bit of cricket as well, and uh, I watched a little bit of the uh, the IPL from earlier this year um, on television. I subscribe to what is known as Willow TV here in uh, North America, but Major League Cricket is also taking place here in the United States right now as well, and there are six clubs that are playing. They're playing a fairly short season. Um, there's six clubs playing a total of five games during the quote-unquote season, but then they're going to have their finals, their playoffs, if you will. And uh, I believe this means there's been a total of 15 games played. Uh, I've watched the first nine already, and I've become fascinated by it. This is kind of what I've been doing when I've had some downtime. um, And it's been very enjoyable. And they've been splitting the games between uh, an area in Texas, between Dallas and Fort Worth, and then in uh, the Raleigh-Durham area in North Carolina, which they call the Research Triangle. And uh, this morning while I was having my oatmeal, I, I watched a, a YouTube video uh, from a couple of years ago with uh, comedian Stephen Fry uh, giving his take on the laws of cricket. And I'll link to it in the show notes, but I, but for somebody like myself who just uh, invested a, a few dollars in a, a new book that came out this year, uh, like a new edition of Cricket for Dummies, and I consider myself a dummy uh, in this regard, it was... It was really good at uh at explaining some of the nuances uh of what I'm beginning to realize is a fascinating game. Um I enjoyed the discussion about how the bowlers and fielders and batsmen are not allowed to deliberately damage the pitch, which you know, it 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 makes sense. And and I guess, you know, I'm gonna have to have some folks on to talk about cricket specifically in the in the near future as well. But when the footy season ends, which I'm not looking forward to at all. Um, and they transition the the MCG, and they they play cricket at Marvel too, do they not? If I'm not mistaken, I think they do. And I and I don't know if if they play cricket at uh, at Cardinia Park because as everybody that's you know not a cat supporter says, it's cigar shaped and it's way too narrow. I don't know if it, it has a conducive shape to uh, to play cricket there or not. Somebody will have to let me know. But do they actually go in and extract sections of the the turf where they play footy and do they do they grow the pitches if you will elsewhere and then basically like truck them in and transplant those in there cuz i don't i don't see how you could actually transition the grass that you have there as to become that unique material that they're that they're bowling on so I would love to you know, have a discussion with somebody about that. But like I said, I've watched the first nine matches. I know all 15 have been played right now, and they're getting ready to start playing finals. I'm not looking ahead because I'm only able to watch a little bit at a time because I've been so busy with my, my summer job. And I've got a couple more weeks of that before that tapers down because I'm back to my real job in just a couple of weeks. And I can't wait to get back to my classroom so I can relax a little bit. Now... Um, there have been some great crowds in Texas, uh, and I watched the first game so far in North Carolina. It's a much more uh, intimate, smaller uh, facility in terms of seating capacity. It's kind of, it's nestled in an area surrounded by trees and such. It's a beautiful setting. And the people who were broadcasting the game talked about how it looks a lot like a like an upscale local cricket ground. Um, And again, I don't have a basis for that, but that's what they're saying there. Um, Now, I did see in one of the games uh, Australian Matthew Wade, who plays for the San Francisco Unicorns, uh, had a massive performance a couple games back where he went for 78 runs on 41 balls. And based upon what I saw, and I didn't want to look ahead, but I did see somebody uh, said they hit the century mark uh, coming up here. But I'm I'm becoming a little more confident in what I'm seeing in the game and, and the Stephen Fry video certainly helped. I'm not sure I'm ready to jump into test cricket as of yet because that is a significant investment in time. Um, not to say that I won't. I just, I just haven't done that as of yet. But I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it at this point in time. So um, let's go ahead and jump into my tips for the round. The first game up this weekend, we've of course got, uh, and this is a 5.50 a.m. start here on Friday morning, we've got the Magpies hosting Carlton at the MCG, and uh, no real changes for Collingwood, Bobby Hill's going to be out with an illness uh, for Carlton, George Hewitt's playing game 150, uh, Adam Chera, Caleb Marchbank, Jack Martin, Martin, Mark Pitnett, Matthew Owies, and Patrick Cripps, the <clears throat> Brownlow medalist. Uh, is back in for Carlton. And uh, Carlton's been playing pretty good footy as of late. They've won five in a row. They are on the cusp of being in the eight. They're just about to push their way in if they can uh, get a bit of a percentage boost. Um, you know, They're trailing my cats just by a few percentage points at this point in time, less than five percentage points, uh, both of them having had a draw. I am going to go with the Magpies to win this game by about 11. I, j- I just think the Magpies are, are on that, that run. You know they've won five in a row as well. I, I just um, I guess it's kind of like that Jack Black uh, tenacious D album, The Pick of Destiny. and it was my, my tip of Destiny, if you will, because I didn't tip them to be even be in the finals this year. And they've, you know, I don't think that that they hung my tips as bulletin board material up, at, you know, in their facility. But uh, I was a little skeptical of them at the at the outset, and I was completely wrong on that. But the pies have been phenomenal this year, so I'm going with the pies to win this one by 11. I just think that they are a really, really good side, and I I'm not going to be shocked if if they win the whole damn thing, quite frankly. And then we go down to Cardinia Park and the Cats hosting Fremantle. And uh, Mark O'Connor and Oyson Mullen listed as the subs. Uh, Gary Rowan back in for the Cats. James H in for Fremantle. Ethan Stanley the sub. Matthew Johnson being managed. Ethan Hughes playing game 100. You know, this is a game where, you know, you've got the, uh, the Dockers have dropped four in a row. Their percentage is plummeting down to a little over 88 you know, there's 7 wins, 11 losses. Now this is a club I also did not have playing finals this year, so I think I got this one right. Unless they go on one hell of a run here and everybody else stubs their toe, I don't think we're going to be seeing uh, the Dockers playing finals this year. I am going to also then go with the Cats to win this one by 15. They have got to start you know, winning some games here if they want to play finals this year. Um, and again many teams have been decimated by injuries not making excuses simply pointing out there have been a number of them the cats have had their share as well and they quite frankly they've they've lost games they probably should have won um maybe drew even in games they should have lost looking at you sydney um but i'm gonna go with the cats to win this one by 15 in this situation here okay and we head up to Mars up in Ballarat with the Giants coming into town to face off against the Bulldogs. Josh Fahey and Nick Haynes listed as the subs for the Giants. Lockie Keefe in for the Giants. Riley West, the sub. Oscar Baker and Buku Kamis both omitted. Jason Johansson, Rory Lobb back in for the Bulldogs. Bailey Smith playing game 100. Now... If I am not mistaken, I did have the Bulldogs listed as one of my clubs playing in the grand final this year. I think I had them playing either the D's or the Lions, one of those two, in the grand final this year. And uh, I think this is a game the Bulldogs are are going to win. Uh, The Giants have been playing phenomenal footy as of late. They've won six in a row. You know the Bulldogs have you know, they won one in a row, but that's yeah you know, they they dropped um, the previous round. But uh, I think at their home ground, if you will, their training ground, uh, I think the Bulldogs are going to win this one by about eight. You know the Giants have been playing some phenomenal uh, Ross Lyon at Fremantle esque football, holding clubs to to lower scores. Um, now, I won't be shocked if the Giants win this one, because they seem to be, to to, to paraphrase uh, Dan Aykroyd from the Blues Brothers, we're on a mission from God. Uh, I just, I, I I won't be shocked if the Giants win this one, but I just think the Bulldogs get it done. You know, the, the Giants are still missing Tom Green, uh, so... I'm going to go with the Bulldogs to win this one by 8, and uh, I hope my favorite Bulldog supporter, uh, Frode, is uh, rested up after his wonderful uh, trip that he and his wife just took. Some great photos that he shared online. If you're not following uh, Frode, if you're a Bulldog supporter on social media, you definitely should be doing that. And then we head up to Heritage Bank Stadium for the Suns hosting the Lions. And Will Ashcroft, unfortunately, had that devastating knee injury last week and is going to be gone for the remainder of this season and probably a good portion of 2024 as well. Um, Very sad to see. uh, Young man has had a phenomenal first year. You can't do more than tip your cap to how well he has performed. Now, for the Suns, Sam Collins playing Game 100. Ben Long, Huego Wei omitted, uh, along with Ben Long, Jai Farrar is a sub, Malcolm Rosas, Sean Lemons back in. And again, this is a, this is a game that, that, that the Suns, quite frankly, really, really need to win because, you know, they're they're at 8-10. They have an outside shot of possibly playing finals, but they are running out of uh, opportunities to win games. Um, but they really need this win against Brisbane. Unfortunately for them, I don't think they're going to get it. I am gonna go with the, the Lions to win this game. I, I just I think we're gonna to have to wait until 2024 and whoever happens to be leading this club um, before they make that leap into the uh, Finals contention. Now I had tipped the the Suns to play Finals this year. I thought that was kind of a trendy pick and I think I've got that one wrong because I'd swapped out the Dockers for the Lions or for the Suns in that situation. So again, I'm going with the Lions to win this one. And then we head to Marvel with Essendon hosting the Swans. Ryan Clark is a sub for the Swans. Callum Mills playing game 150. Jake Stringer and Jordan Ridley both out injured. Jai Menzi back in for Essendon. And uh, the Bombers have lost a couple games in a row. They're back down to level at 9-9. Nine and nine. And I did see an article on, I believe it was Code Sports, um, asking the question is this a, is this season a failure for, for Essendon? And, and I don't know if failure is the right word to use. I mean, I, I think there have been failures during this, this season for them, but they, you know, uh, they have, you know, kind of exercised the demons, if you will, of, of, of Ben Rutten's time as the senior coach. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Brad Scott, I think, might be the guy to help get them turned around. But, again, another club that's had a number of injuries this year. And, you know, maybe they are just, you know, another offseason way of adding the talent that they need before they jump back into consistent contention as well. Now, I'm going with the Swans to win this one, okay? I know the Swans are sitting behind them on the ladder. You know, they've won two in a row. Essendon's lost two in a row. I think the Swans at this point are overall a better side than Essendon, and I think they're going to go on the road and uh, get themselves a win here, keeping their slim finals chances afloat for yet one more week. And then we head to the Adelaide Oval for the Crows and the Power, Connor Rosie playing Game 100. Uh, Scott Lysett, Travis Boak both being managed, Willie Rioli suspended this round, Dante Vicentini and Darcy Byrne Jones back in for Port Adelaide, Mark Keane debuting for the Crows, Braden Cook omitted, Isaac Rankin injured, Jackson Haley uh, is the sub, and Nick Murray injured, and you've got, as I mentioned, uh, Mark Keane coming in, Max Michelinie and Rory Laird coming in for the Crows as well, and again, you know, the Crows had put themselves in a great position to to be playing finals this year, and they've scuffled a little bit uh, as of late. They've lost three in a row. Uh, I'm going with Port Adelaide in this game. I, I just think that, uh, and, and, and again, I, I think, you know, Riley O'Brien will probably have a statistically a, a good game. You know, Lysette's being rested in this situation here, but um, I think missing... Rankin and Rochelle this week is not going to be good for the Crows. So I am, like I said, I'm going with the Bombers. The Bombers, good Lord, I need to finish my second cup of coffee here. I'm going with Port Adelaide to take this one by a couple of goals. I just think Port, you know, having lost a couple games themselves in a row, are going to right the ship before they head to... uh, Geelong next week for that uh, rematch, if you will, with the Cats. Again, a game the Cats desperately need to win as well. Um, Not a lot of easy ones for them as we finish out 2023. And then we got Hawthorne hosting St. Kilda at Marvel. And a lot of changes in this game. And again, we've got the extended interchanges at this point in time, because this is one of those games that's coming up on Sunday. The last three games here will have the extended interchange. So... Will Day playing game 50 for Hawthorne, Brandon Ryan debuting, Denver Granger barras omitted, Carl Amon injured, Ned Reeves suspended, Brandon Ryan, Cam McKenzie, Fergus Green, James Blank, Lloyd Meek, and Lockie Bramble all in for Hawthorne, Bradley Hill injured, Dougal Howard uh, broke a bone in his hand this week during training, so he's going to be out probably for the rest of the year, or at least the rest of the home and away. Uh, Liam Stocker, Ryan Burns, Tom Campbell, Tom Highmore, and Zane Cordy all in for St. Kilda. Now, I know St. Kilda is still competing for his final spot. They're still sitting number 6 right now at 10-8. and eight. I'm going with an upset in this game. I'm going with Hawthorne to win this one. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's the lack of sleep that I have had uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks. Maybe it's the fact that my body is just really, really sore right now and I'm, uh, I'm I'm getting through life on coffee and acetaminophen at the moment. But I am going to go with the Hawks in an upset and uh, by a very short margin, I think by only about six or eight points. But I just think Hawthorne is gonna is gonna get this one done for some reason. And, and I, I don't know why. I don't know why, just maybe for conversation and then people can tell me that I'm even crazier than other people think I already am. And then we head to the MCG for a classic matchup with Richmond hosting the Melbourne Demons. And Jaden Short's playing game 150 for Richmond. He's back in along with Noah Cumberland and Samson Ryan. Ben Brown and Tom Sparrow are both out. Uh, Tom Sparrow injured, Ben Brown omitted. Now again, extended interchange at this point in time. So we have Michael Hibbard, James Harms, Harrison Petty, Charlie Spargo, and Brody Grundy all listed. But are they uh, sufficiently pleased with uh, Grundy's progress, you know, moving up forward that they're going to bring him back in for the Tigers? Honestly, I don't know. But I am going to go with the Ds to win this one. And uh, I know Peps will stick around for the entire game. Okay, I know he's going to... uh... In fact, I believe, you know, Peps has a reserved seat. And he actually reached out to the people that run the MCG to see if they could, uh, because he bought himself some new clothing this week. Um, In fact, this is something that the D's are now selling in their team shop. Uh, He actually had them install on his reserved seat at the MCG one half of the material that makes up Velcro. So his seat is now made up of Velcro. And he is his new jumper that he wears to the games. His new uh, pants that he's wearing to the games are the other half of the Velcro. So when he sits down, he's kind of stuck in that seat unless it takes an awful lot of effort to get him up and out of it. So I'm going to Melbourne to win this one by 11. Uh, I I just think that you know Richmond has been playing inspired footy as of late. You know, winning three in a row, but same as the the D's, but the D's are in a much better position at this point in time. I am going with. The D's to win this one and hold on to their spot in the top four for yet another week. Or at least another couple weeks because they are two games clear of the three teams that are behind them. And then we get to the last game of the round. And this is the one we've all been waiting for. West Coast hosting North Melbourne out at Optus. And Robert Hansen Jr.'s is uh, scheduled to debut for North Melbourne. Liam Shields injured. Hugh Greenwood, Jai Simpkin. Kane Turner and the aforementioned Robert Hansen uh, in. Luke Shuey injured. Sam Petrovski and suspended. Callum Jameson, Elliot Yo, Greg Clark, Josh Rotham, and Luke Edwards all in for the Eagles. Again, extended interchanges, so some of those players will not be playing. Now, this is this is a game that is a bit of a curiosity here because we've seen North play some okay football. I've tipped them in a lot of games that they haven't won because both of these clubs have lost 16 in a row. 16 games in a row. Something has to give. I guess it could be a draw. What if nobody scores? I don't think that's going to be the case, of course, but uh, I'm going with the home team here. And again, I've tipped North Melbourne a number of times this year against clubs who are better than they are, and I've gotten them wrong, of course, because they haven't won since round two. But I haven't tipped West Coast at all this year. But I'm going to go with West Coast to win at home in front of their home fans by less than a goal. Okay. I'm gonna, I've am going. i got them winning by less than a goal here. I'm going to go with Oscar Allen kicking the game winner late in the fourth quarter. All right. So there's my tips. I want to talk to Mick Aussie now. So let's bring Mick in and see what his takes are on these games as well. All right, ladies and gents. Let's go ahead and jump into it again with my mate Mick Aussie from up in Edmonton. He is there with his... Uh, his cup of tea this morning and ready to rock and roll, and uh, was just comment. He was just commenting about me being a little bit crazy because I I actually have hair and have chosen to cut it off for years. How you doing, Mick?
1: Yeah, good man. And uh, wow, only what five games left, so we're yeah. getting to a very exciting time of the AFL season for sure. We yeah.
0: and and legitimately, there are probably I would say you could argue that there are really. 15 teams that could still play finals and i'm I'm being generous to Fremantle at that point in time by saying mm. that but they'd have to go on one hell of a run uh and other other clubs would really have to stub their toes so it's going to be an exciting last month before we get to finals though
1: yeah i don't think it's i've seen so many teams with a chance with uh only five games left you're dead right there but you know, a couple of teams have really fallen away, including the Dockers and my Crows in the last few weeks. Sadly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, we've got some good matchups this week. We've got some. Some. We're gonna. We're gonna end with the biggest game of the weekend, though. The last game of the round. Yeah, and we'll we'll hold off and we'll get to that one last because that's the Eagles in the in the ruse. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so tomorrow morning here uh in north america we've got the pies hosting the blues and and this is kind of an intriguing game here first the pies have won five in a row and so carlton what are your thoughts on this one
1: yeah well it's been sold out hasn't it so be close to ninety thousand, should be more if all the mcg members go and as you know i was there in round one for two games at the mcg both with 88 to ninety thousand. so it's going to be a Incredible atmosphere. Both teams have many, many die-hard great fans. What about the Magpies? I mean, how many games have they won in the last quarter by less than a goal in the last two years? It it would have to be a record. I haven't looked, but I'm sure it's got to be a record. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with the Magpies. They're favoured by 18. I think the Blues might get closer than that, but a couple of outs for the Blues and a couple of Inns, So Crips is a big in, and Jera, of course. So yeah, Magpies to win, I think.
0: Yeah, I went with the pies as well. I just i i i i quoted uh, Dan Aykroyd from the Blues Brothers movie uh, with regards to the Magpies, where I said, I said, we're on a mission from God." Uh, if, you remember, yeah. if you remember that, because I just they just I don't know if they're taking many prisoners this year. It's uh, they they're just playing so well. And then then we get to get to my Cats down at home hosting Fremantle and ugh, the Cats have been just so frustrating this year, you know, as the defending premiers. Uh I went with the Cats uh only one real change this week, Gary Rowan coming back in. Yeah, well,
1: Dockers, aren't they disappointing? Getting smashed by the Swans over in Perth by 29 points. That's crazy. Asia's back in, I see that. But, nah, the Cat's at home and, wow, be a big fella, Radicaleers, making the news again with Port Power apparently offering him a, a big contract, maybe six years. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? The money that Port are rumoured to be offering a guy that can't even make your team. Yep. But I like him as a player, so... uh I'm sure he would be good in the Port Adelaide defense with um, Alia Alia as well. I mean, how did the Swans ever let Alia Alia go? But anyway, we're talking the Cats and the Dockers, aren't we? <laughs> cats to win, favored by forty-five. Oh yeah,
0: they'll probably win by that or more. Well, I I, I went with the Cats, of course. And again, not by that big of a margin though. But do you think do you think Radalia ends up at Port next year?
1: Well, that kind of money, can you? I'm shocked that a guy that can't make the best twenty for cats is getting offered huge money. But wow, Fort Adelaide want him and see the potential
0: in him. Well, and what's interesting uh, why is why you know Port is a very solid side, but you know maybe they do see him as as the missing link, as the key to you know to find you know to to putting themselves up and over the top there. But yeah. I, I wonder what the cats would get in return for him, though. At that point in time, if yeah. they're offering that much money, does that does that warrant them getting a a higher return on that investment?
1: Well, he's probably out of contract if they're chasing him so hard, but I'm not sure on that. They didn't I, say that. I thought I thought, I thought he had one more year star. left,
0: but I could be wrong. Oh, on that. Okay. I thought yeah, he did, and okay. maybe that was last year when they were chasing him, where he had a year left, and that's this year. That's a possibility. Right, okay. That's a possibility. Yeah. Then, yeah. So we head up to Ballarat for the Bulldogs hosting the Giants, and I think this is a pretty intriguing matchup because the Giants are—they're looking a little bit like Fremantle did under Ross Lyon, where they were, you know, really throttling other clubs' offensive output and you know, squeaking out some wins here. You know, and you know, no Tom Green this week again. What do
1: you mean it's in Ballarat? Is that Mars? Matt Damon's got the food growing. They got. The oxygen up there in Mars and the uh, UFO <laughs> aliens that helping us transport us there as the US government. The big inquiry now, we all know it's true. So the aliens will be there and there'll be thousands of aliens from Mars. Well, we're the aliens this week on Mars, but all the local Mars residents will be watching up there. So, yeah, good on Matt Damon getting the food ready and stuff. But, yeah, I think the Dogs will win, but a close game, eh? Could mm-hmm. be an absolute ripper. Dogs favored by 11. Yeah, Giants might win that. Very yeah. good game. Very well, good game.
0: It's funny you mention Matt Damon because I'm going to take a minute. Have you ever run across the TV series The Twilight Zone?
1: Ah, uh, briefly, I okay. think.
0: Okay. not Because this was on back in, like, the late 50s, early 1960s. It's It's one of my favorite TV series. Ever. And right. each episode was a standalone episode. But there was a there was an episode, you mentioned the the alien thing. There was an episode called To Serve Man. And I don't want to say a whole lot about it, but if, if you're listening and you can find it on YouTube, you definitely want to watch it. Uh it has the uh the actor who played one of the henchmen in some of the Roger Moore James Bond films, uh that they called Lurch. Uh, the really tall guy that had the steel teeth. If you remember the James Bond films. Um jaws they called him they called him jaws that's right not lurch that was from the adams family but just a really mind-bending episode since we're going with the alien theme here with the with the mars thing here but it's called to serve man it's fascinating fascinating and that whole series is just it just there's just so much mind-bending stuff that happens in there so i went with the bulldogs as well on this one i i I do think it's going to be close um but it's to me, the Giants are like a year ahead of where they should be right now, because I don't know a whole lot of people who had the Giants in contention after having shipped out the players that they shipped out at the end of 2022. You know, they brought in you know picks, and they're bringing in more picks next year. They got Richmond's first rounder. I don't know many people that thought that that, that GWS was going to be in finals contention in 2023. Yeah, you're dead right. And look at they're sitting in seventh spot with six
1: in a row. So you've got to hand it to the coach. And, uh, of course, Toby Green's the inspiration there. But I forgot to mention, uh, Johansson's back in, the uh, Norm Smith medalist. And the recruit of the year, yes, the recruit of the year, Rory Lobb, is back in as well for the dogs. Speaking of Bond henchmen.
0: (laughs) uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh. Or or I guess guys who you know uh who did in Carl Weathers in, in Rocky Four. You will lose. <laughs> <laughs> he looks an a awful movie, lot like a you?
1: You lot movies, of
0: golf there, yeah. So we've got the Suns hosting the Lions, and uh this is a game the Suns, I think they have to win, but are they gonna? No. <laughs> Battle of the
1: Was it Q clash, they call it? Mm -hmm. Lions are favoured by 20. Sad to see young Will Ashcroft out with the ACL knee, and he could be Rookie of the Year. Um, Yeah, Suns, what a bad loss. Smashed by the Giants, 40 points after the good win the week before, the new coach. Ben Longo, that's interesting. Wonder if he'll stay up there. Might depend on which coach they get. Lions to win and probably more. By more than twenty, which is what they're favored by.
0: Right, right. I I went with the Lions as well on this one. I just I, and again I had tipped the Suns to play finals this year, but they've they've stubbed their toe too many times. I, again, maybe I was a year too soon with them as well. But I I think the talent is there for them to make that push, but they may not just quite be there as of yet. So. And uh, we get to then Essendon. Hosting the Swans at Marvel and the, the Swans Roadshow continues.
1: Yeah, wow. They're they're certainly on the up, aren't they? And wow, they might make the finals. You never know. They're favored by four and a half. Apparently, they're after Tom Barras pretty hard to come across next year from the Eagles. Wow. Jake Stringer's out injured. They reckon Mm -hmm. he's been playing terrible for the past month, averaging like eight possessions in some of the games. Redmond re-signed for five years when he was rumoured to go to the Crows and said he might have if Scott hadn't brought them back on track. Oh, man, this is a tough one. Swan's favoured by 4.5. Well, I've got to go for one upset a week, so I'm going to go for the Bombers as an upset at Marvel. They really got to win because if the Bombers lose, I think they're probably nearly done. So there you go—an upset yeah. Bombers to win, but could be either way.
0: Yeah, I went. I went with the Swans on this one. I just—I I knew you would. <laughs> Why did you know I would? Oh, just because I'm going out in the limb. I think most
1: people are going for the Swans, but yeah. There's going to be, you'd think there's going to be one or two or three upsets, so you just got to try and pick which one well, they might be. Well,
0: I have one, I have one coming up here shortly, so I, okay. I have my upset special coming up here shortly. Okay. Uh, and uh, we're we're here to talk about the showdown, and and this is not it. Uh, uh, so yeah. Adelaide and Port Adelaide here. Um, I'm going to turn the floor over to you as the Crow supporter. What are your th- what are your thoughts on this one? Wow,
1: showdown 54, and check this out. Port Adelaide Power Paps are 27, Adelaide Crows are 26. That's incredible, isn't it?
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, the Crows have got some injuries, and one of your favourite, Rankine, did his hammy, sadly, in the last few minutes against the D's. Murray's out. He's been good in defence. Crouch came back and actually got the ball and ran with it a bit, so that was good to see. The Crows were 3 9 at half time versus the Demons. So, again, bad kicking for goal has cost the Crows. Port Adelaide Power perhaps a favour by 16 and a half. I think the Crows will get closer than that because often they are very close games when they're not expected to be. I'll take Power to win, but I really hope I'm wrong, of course.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I went with Port Adelaide to win this one as well, but I, I just think that uh, I think they're too strong of a side, and I, I think you know, not having Rochelle and Rankin in there is is not just is not a good thing for for Adelaide. It's going to make them a little bit more one dimensional than maybe they would want to be in their forward structure.
1: Well, an informed Rochelle, yes, but he's been yeah, out
0: of form that's for the true. past
1: month and suspended so right right I yeah i shouldn't diss the kid i hope he comes back better and stronger of course
0: and he's what he's 20 21 years old i mean he he'll probably be fine there but in the long run but yeah and then we go back to marvel
1: amazing rivalry i mean even damien barrett the afl guy you know all these melbourne guys are so pro melbourne and a bit too arrogant as i've said They even say it's probably the greatest uh, rivalry in the AFL, the showdown. So I'll be watching that on replay because it comes on at three forty a.m. Saturday, my time.
0: Yeah, it's I'm I work I work the morning shift. I go in at six. I start at six and I'm off at two thirty on uh, on Saturday. So I probably won't even watch the Cats game live either because that's a uh, an eleven forty five Friday night start for me. So I don't think I'll stay up for that and then have to be at work in like two hours after the game ends so I'll probably end up watching that after I get home but got Hawthorne hosting St. Kilda and uh this is kind of an intriguing game you know uh St. Kilda has they won one in a row They're still two games you know above level they're still sitting at number six what are you thinking on this one I think and I won't be watching it because I will be leaving the Elks
1: game an hour before and going across the road to listen to a a great band called Rockzilla. So I am not disappointed one little bit that I will miss this game because it's going to be probably a poo fest, as they said last week on radio, between the (laughs) Hawks and the Roos. What about Ross Liner? Isn't he a beauty but I actually agree with him going off at the AFL for leaving the roof open and wet ground and all the mm-hmm. fans having to sit in the water on their seats. Good on him for dissing the AFL. AFL got tons of money. What's that? What, they didn't want to close the roof? So, yeah, that was that was entertaining. But, yeah, they only just got up by eight points over the Roos. Oh, I could care less about this game. I'm surprised the Saints is still in the eight at sixth position. Favored by four and a half, yeah, they'll probably win just because they know they have
0: to. Yeah, I went with Hawthorne in this one. Just, I'm not yeah. sure why. I just, as I told you, I I, I just thought this was going to be a. Uh, um, I just have this funny feeling that they're they're going to sneak this one, and uh I don't know. I have I don't have a reason why I'm thinking that, but I I just went with Hawthorne in this one, and uh, I'll probably be wrong, but uh, I. Just had a sneaky feeling on it that we're going to see it. See, this as an upset this week. Well,
1: you make sure to put this game right in your busy schedule because it's going to be an absolute yeah. shocker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we we get to the uh, Richmond and Melbourne game back at the MCG, and uh, you know, again, this is a uh, a game that Richmond really, really needs to, you know push themselves back into the eight if possible uh this week but uh the d's they've won three in a row of course the tigers have as well well i I hope the demons beat the rotten tigers they're favored
1: by 12 and a half i think they'll win by that and probably more but i see the second biggest best recruit of the year grundy's back in and uh benny brown omitted wow he's having a rough time maybe his career is nearly done but hasn't he been a good player when
0: he's been fit and
1: informed
0: especially for the kangaroos Eh. yes he has i i went with the d's in this one as well um you know and i maybe it's kind of a self-interest thing right there that i did that because you know the 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 D's are not the ones that are threatening the cat's position on the ladder. (laughs) So maybe that's why I went with them as opposed to Richmond. Um, Yeah. And then we get to the, uh, the last game of the round and we have to talk about it because it's on the schedule. You've got the Eagles hosting North Melbourne out at Optus. And uh, first of all, before we talk about the game, What do you think the crowd size is going to be for this one? Oh,
1: well, I suppose I've got to hand it to the Eagles fans that still turn up because there is a huge waiting list to get a membership there and they probably don't want to get rid of their membership because they know they won't get it back. But here we go again. Out Shoey, sad A's, hey, hammies are just a mess. In yo, Luke Edwards is in. That's I believe that's Tyson Edwards' son, the former Crow that played a lot of games. Ruse are favoured by four and a half. What an absolute disgrace. I'm going to go off here. Since the modern AFL, since the AFL was formed from the VFL in what, the early 1990s, mm-hmm. I believe these would be the two worst teams since then. So in what, 30-odd years, the two worst AFL teams ever are going to play over there at Optus Stadium. I don't know. I suppose the Roos will win, but what a mess. I mean, Fitzroy were terrible one year way back in the BFL, but I can't think of two worst teams since I've been following the AFL. Maybe I'm wrong. What an yeah. absolute poo fest, as that commentator said.
0: Well, I here's the funny thing, you know you you've been with me each round this year, and there have been plenty of times where I have I have tipped the ruse to win <laughs> games, and I have been flat out wrong because I've had a lot more confidence in the ruse than I should have. Here's the funny thing, I went with the Eagles this week because they're at home. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, you know the only the only reason I'm not gonna go for the Eagles. I think they have tanked. I think they have rested players. I think they have done some few shonkies this year, maybe with wanting that number one pick. And I hate to say this because I'm I'm disgusted that AFL has gone the way of American sports and hockey and football. Oh let's let's lose to get the number one pick. I just I can't stand that thought. The right. players obviously don't. The coaches mostly don't, but it's the bosses and the list managers and all this crap that rest players and want that number one pick because we know we have a beauty coming this year, don't we, and Harley Mm -hmm. Reid. So, disgusting that teams will do that. And the Hawks getting rid of players they shouldn't have before the season. Them as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to rip into the Eagles well, and
0: the Hawks. and look at, you know, look at the giants who, who sent a lot of players out and yet they're still in finals contention, you know uh, you know, Toronto and the, the other young man that uh, that went to Richmond is his name's escaping me at that, at that moment right now. Uh, Hopper wasn't it Jacob Hopper.
1: Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, yeah.
0: and then Tanner Bruin that, uh, that went to the cats. And yet the giants are, are in contention despite having shipped those three players out. Now, I have to ask you before we go on because you just threw a word out there that I have never heard before. What the hell is a shonky? A shonky? Yeah, <laughs> like a scam. Okay, okay, that's just that's yeah. a word I had not heard before. Oh, shonky!
1: You know, so... Yeah, you're pulling a scam. You're okay. trying to uh, put one over us.
0: Okay. Talk... Bullshit. Okay, so it's kind of like <laughs> kind of like kind of like pulling a wool over somebody's eyes, kind of a thing, that's if you it. will. Okay. There
1: you go. One okay. of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I,
0: I would have. I would have thought that you know maybe a uh, a country that is in such close proximity to a a a country like New Zealand with such a hard, large population of sheep might have used pulling the wool over their eyes instead of shonky, <laughs> but I guess not. That's that's I had never heard that one before. That that's a brand new one on me, man. Oh mate, there's so many
1: sayings, especially <laughs> well, up here in Canada. There's so many. I could do stand up on the comedy between the sayings between. Canada and Australia and also the US,
0: mate, are I really it's, good. It's funny, my my sister actually. You know, again, I I turned sixty last month. My sister got this great Australian tour book for me, you know, so I can start looking at places that I want to try to go visit. Hopefully next year, if World War Three doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> but uh, but she also got me like a a, a word search book. You know, you know, like the ones where you just have all the letters and you have to find the words in there of Australian slang. Yeah, 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 which yeah. is like okay. So I'm, I, there's and there aren't necessarily definitions for all of them, but what was interesting is that my when I when I oh and I've not I've not mentioned this here before when I opened up that book the 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 word search book I opened up the book, and the first page I opened up to which was page seventy three one of the one of the slang phrases was the name Joe Blake. Now yeah. the reason I mention that is because my 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 uncle. And this is where I haven't told this. My uncle was married to my dad's sister. And my dad and his sister, my uncle's wife, both passed away in 2001. Well, my mom and my uncle became an item, if you will, in like 2002. So they, they, they spent the next 20 plus years, as we joked, living in sin if you will. <laughs> yeah, okay. My yeah, mom yeah. turned 80 last year. My uncle passed away in July of last year at the age of 84. His name was Joe Blake. That was wow. the first page I opened up to into that book. When I opened it up, I just flipped open the book and it's like, holy shit. There was his name in the book. Wow. I mean, that was, that was, it was destined for me to open up to that page. And I mean, and we're sitting at dinner, my sister, my mom, and my, my wife and I were sitting at dinner and it's just I got this cold chill at my back when I opened up to it. it was like, I looked at it and I was like, I just held up the book and pointed to it, and they were stunned that his name was there, in that. Wow, unbelievable!
1: And the so, slang for that is uh, Joe Blake. Was it a
0: snake? Yes, exactly. Yes, and yeah. he wasn't. He was. He was a great guy. He was. A, he was a great guy. He was. You know, my my kids were. My son was four, and my daughter was barely a year old when my father passed away. So he was. He was their grandfather. Oh, wow. he was their grandfather and it just you know so he you know so they miss him terribly and he was a great man so i just i wanted to show that because i just you know especially since we got on the slang thing there but uh, it was just uh it was just really cool opening up and seeing that there so mick before we well, go may, man, hang on maybe, go maybe
1: maybe you could bring a few of those slang terms next week and test me out to see if i know them and also you might want to Send me some because there might be some in there that are not quite true. Just to uh, maybe try and fool a few people as well. That could be.
0: That could be. Um, I'll 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 try to find the link to the book and send you the link as well. And I just send a few tests. do okay. a little test. Oh well, little, yeah. I'll do that. I'll do that as well. Man. I like that. I like that idea. Let's. Uh, I, I I do like that idea. That's. Um, that could be fun. And
1: that the other thing you said before World War Three starts, don't you mean the intergalactical war now that the aliens are true?
0: Well, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> that may be preferable, quite frankly, but... But <laughs> I think about this. I don't want to go off topic too much, but... Think that ne- about that this. never I mean, happens maybe... here, by the way.
1: But this US Congress going on now, like, basically, we, we pretty much have to say it's true. So that's, that's life-changing, isn't it? That's one of the most incredible bits of fact if it's fact that's in my life because you know we've been wondering for years if it is true and man those reports yesterday little guy's on oath he can't be lying so wow
0: so that means then that uh that means then that uh the movie independence day has to be reclassified as a documentary oh man <laughs> crazy <laughs> times, eh? crazy yeah. times. yep well hey ma'am where can people find your work, sir?
1: All right. MickAussie.tv, um, M Y K A U S S I E.TV. And tomorrow night on Sports Grid TV with Gabe Morency doing the AFL picks and a bit of CFL. And I was actually on last Thursday night because Gabe had a holiday. So um, missed, missed a bit of that last Friday. And uh, obviously doing the edmonton cricket tv show and i included a six minute minute segment this week from our chat of cricket last week i did show. see that
0: i did see that i appreciate that that is uh that's awesome and i'm I'm just clicking through on my other screen right here and i did find a link to that uh, twilight zone episode that i'm going to put a link to that episode to serve man in the show notes so if you want to check that one out you can you can watch that one there um it is this that entire series is just mind-bending I mean it right. it is it, it, uh have you have you run across the series called Black Mirror on Netflix I have watched some of that okay. yes yeah, some okay. was
1: good and then some I didn't think was great yeah. but yeah very uh, intriguing
0: Right the the twilight zone is Black Mirror is in in the late in the 2020s is what the twilight zone was in the early 1960s it's it's basically it's just like a 60-year gap between the two things but basically the same kind of premise of of programming wow. where, where it's it's all what's the term I, I i've tried to not use this word uh in this episode but it's kind of like mind fuckery if you will quite frankly where wow. they 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 send you in one direction and then pff, it just makes a turn on you and you just go wow i didn't see that coming wow. it's just it's just awesome and there, there are so many rabbit holes that you can go down on that one yeah, that uh-huh. one. That's it's one of probably it's in my top ten series of TV of all time.
1: Yeah, I think I've heard Absolutely. Gabe Rensi talk about that show before. Yeah.
0: So, yep, yeah that that's one of my top episodes. One called "Time Enough to Last" is my favorite episode, though. Yeah. And I. Hey, question. Give...
1: Go I got a ahead. question for you. Question for you. I see all those jars of Edumite sitting in behind you. uh huh? Did you see that? I heard on Triple M with Jarman and Bluey and. Vince this week that Vegemite was banned from a daycare center. Did you hear about that? And also from the school. So something's going on. I
0: did. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. And, and the problem is right now is that I have only one, as I'm pointing, I have one reserve jar up here. I I have one, I have one unopened jar. I have an open jar downstairs and I have an, I have an unopened jar up here, but 22 empties up here right now. So, wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm probably going to go through that pretty quickly. Cause I, when I, I'm going to be making a, uh, a, a new batch of uh, bean soup here pretty soon. And I put Vegemite in my bean soup. Wow. Yes. Oh, it's awesome. My chicken, <laughs> my chicken and bean soup. Oh, it is. It's so good, but you don't want to be anywhere near me when I have it. And that's, <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say as as, as uh, to, to, to quote uh, the legendary Ricky Nixon, toot, toot. You <laughs> <laughs> just don't follow through. Yes. You know,
1: my girl, Wake, I'll say this, Wags' girlfriend in Calgary, she used to go, I'd never heard this today. She'd go, Mick, you know what thought did? You thought you farted,
0: but you shit yourself. I'd never heard that say. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Wow. Well, hey, man. I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, I hope you. I hope all of your packages are light. <laughs> and I hope I hope uh, every one of your customers ask you about wombats. Yeah. yeah. Or or a koala on a barbecue. <laughs> oh, they don't. They don't eat those, do they? No, I I oh, can I gonna, say
1: that as a yeah. joke, cause they all go. Oh, we'll throw another shrimp on the bar. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: to me. That oh, is, that's a, that's it's pat, annoying. patronising. It's patronising. That's
1: annoying. Yeah, that's an annoying saying. But oh, you ever eaten kangaroo? Yeah,
0: of course I have. So I say. So have I. I've had koala on a barbecue,
1: but no, nah, that's all
0: bullshit. <laughs> yeah, well, they you they just you know they're the drop bears. I know that yeah you know, i've heard i've heard, you know my my buddy orville keeps telling me about the drop bears and uh, you know i have to worry about them so
1: yeah that's right that's funny yeah. Too.
0: <laughs> well hey man have a fantastic day and uh i wish you well i i do i do wish your uh your crows the best this weekend it's going to be a tough hill to climb for him but you know in that situation in that setting anything could happen all right we'll I'll leave you on this note often try and give
1: some advice. Well, bad kicking for goals probably cost the crows a final spot. Remember that loss to the Collingwood and last week. And also I hope the locals on Mars enjoy the football game because we will be aliens to them this week on Mars. So I hope Matt Damon has everything sorted out for the game on Mars. See you later, mate.
0: So Mick, thanks for hopping on this morning, man. Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy few weeks here uh, with this summer job, but there's our round twenty tips. You'll have to let us know where you're, where we're right, where we're wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, look out for one another. Check up on your friends. Make sure that you let them know that you love them, that you're, uh, that you are in, uh, that you're okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't normally make a lot of. Uh, podcast recommendations and that sort of thing but uh I, i'm gonna i'm gonna make one here before i wrap up today and and this is just a it's a neat little show and i'm not exactly sure what really drew me in with this one but this is a a show called tales from three corners and it's it's not about footy um it's a little short fiction show out of australia and uh it's won several awards um and i i i've, I've, I've I've really enjoyed it. It's, it's about 40 episodes long right now and the longest episode is about eight minutes. So they're kind of like neat little stories and, it, and it's if you've got young kids, listen to a couple of these because these are almost like little stories that that you could share with your 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 children and have them listen to these as well because I mean, there's not really adult content in there at all, but they, they're just neat little stories about these this little community. So Tales from Three corners is kind of a neat little show if you're if you're looking for something that's kind of fun and light, And won't take up a lot of your time as well. Um, Remember, folks, you can find everything about my podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll get on the mailing list there. Uh, You can leave a review if you like the show. Uh, If you want to help out the podcast, um, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button there. Um, That money stays with the podcast, although some of it may end up going towards, oh, I don't know, maybe being in Australia next year. if you have an idea for a guest for the podcast, please reach out. Uh, I'm going to be getting back to some semblance of normalcy here in the very near future where I could sit down and uh, and and conduct some more interviews because I think that's my wheelhouse. That's what I love doing. I love talking to people about this game. I love talking to them about their lives and how footy is part of their life as well. Um, remember, you can reach me at Twitter or X at Yank underscore on or to yank on the Footy at gmail.com. I... Uh, I have several irons in the fire with regards to interviews. I just have to finalize things, but uh, it is, uh, it has been a very trying summer for me here because my when I normally in the summertime, I've got a lot of downtime where I can I can do these interviews. but it's just I've been so busy that I, I've just been trying to catch my breath uh, with this. So I, I, I feel a little neglectful in terms of the podcast and for those of you who are still listening i thank you for that i am going to come back with a flurry um and i'm looking forward to bringing you some fantastic interviews i am going to start up the uh most memorable game episodes here as well very soon so if you're somebody who has a great game whether it's an afl a vfl a waffle sample your local league if you've got a great game that you have a fantastic memory of i would love to share your story about that so reach out to me Shoot me an email at, at gmail.com. Reach out to me over my website, yankonthefooty.com. Remember, you can find the, the show also on Instagram and Facebook as well. Folks, thanks for the kind words. I appreciate your support. Love that you, you choose to spend a little bit of time with me each week. I'm hoping that there will be some more time available for you here in the very near future. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 279 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening, and please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, everybody, goodbye.